banter. It's 32-12 day. That's right, one year on from the Springboks awesome triumph in Yokohama where they pummeled England 32-12 and now immortalized in the outstanding documentary series Chasing the Sun. Uh, joining us today on 32-12 day is Phil. Nice to have you on, Phil. It's been a while since uh, I've, I haven't uh, chatted to you on the pod for many, many a week. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Always good to be here. Completes uh, one year ago from when I was in the Yokohama Stadium. Just got to rub it in one more time. Uh, um, but it's, yeah, it's a good memory. Well, that, we planned for that. It was all part of the plan. Because Alex is unavailable. It was set in stone that you would be here on 32-12 day. Uh, I was at I was with my parents and my wife in Germany watching the, watching the game. Uh, and I was trying to, like, high-five them. And people were, were like, okay, that, that was... I was trying to be a high five merchant, uh, like Ben, but didn't quite go along. People just did it out of um, obligation more than anything else. What Matt, where did the, you watch the final? So it, it was Ben. Uh, you, it was a pity high five. How are you, Ben? I'm good. So sorry about the the delay. I, I underestimated the amount of time bath time would take. So uh, no. <laughs> as as an experienced father myself, Ben, it's completely okay. Thank, thank you, Adam. Experienced. Yes. Yeah, he's got, yes. he's got like not even six months under the belt, and he's calling himself experienced. Yeah, it, yeah it's literally Adam, not even. Adam, six Adam, Adam operates in like a like an HR field now. Like, yeah, experienced. I'm experienced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's 32 12 day, Ben. Just yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Happy, happy 32-12 day, everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm actually a bit disappointed because I went onto Twitter because I'm like, you know what I fancy? I fancy a bit of Makazolo Mampimpi try, you know. And I thought like everyone would be sharing this, but actually, yeah, like I think... I think I only watched it about three times today. One of them was when I looked it up myself on YouTube. So, yeah, I was a bit disappointed in the, the community for not sharing it a bit more. Yeah. I think because of the documentary yesterday, a lot of the sort of celebration happened then. Yeah, I suppose a lot of the set wins, yeah. I saw Cheslin Colby's posted a couple of times actually today. Yeah. Which uh, is fair. Um, and as I know, we've all watched, watched Chelsea in the Sun. I, I didn't actually ask, well, first of all, Ben, where did you watch the final? Um, I was at uh, I was by myself at the beach because I just, I couldn't. I thought, it, like, I got a few invites. Uh, like um, actually, Michael Charles was like, "Oh, come," because he, obviously he's an England English fan. Oh god, that, like, could have, that could have gone so bad. Really and I, great. And I, and I was like, "No, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna," because it, it was too much on the line. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to be with people. No fair. Like cause right. also, like hindsight, we we you know we were meant to lose the final, so yeah, yeah. You know, like I didn't want to watch people just you know grump out and get depressed. Okay. Ben, I remember, I remember how stressed the semi-final made you. He said last time from watching that Wales South Africa match. It was like oh God, yeah, that one yeah, was anxiety. Yeah, that was actually really, really stressful. Uh, Matt, I didn't actually, actually ask you, Pistol. How are you? I'm um, not too bad. Are you chilled? Not too bad. Good. Good. Are you you're back in Cape Town? Uh, yeah, back in Cape Town. Yeah, the motorbike nice. must probably take off any second now. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um. And where, where did you watch the final? Uh, final for me was in a pub. So I did the opposite of everyone else. I was surrounded by people. I was in a pub in Seoul watching it. 
over capacity pub there were like people in the streets the, the, op- the opposite of everyone else full, full was with like 80 oh yeah true full was, full was <laughs> yeah 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 no well, i meant i we meant, have... I meant <laughs> you ben and adam basically the two of you yeah. just watched it in this quite intimate setting although also pretty much yeah. in hindsight i'd made a friend from britain and i shouldn't have hung out that night because it could have gone so badly so quickly luckily he was the one in tears by the end of the night yeah yeah uh i yeah, i regret nothing um it was good but i'm estimate we're a year on and the springboks haven't played another test i mean uh, it's a bit of a mind quit while you're ahead quit while you're ahead Adam. <laughs> yeah geez yeah we, we retire from all rugby as world champions forever and ever uh, uh i mean at this rate the next test we'll play will be the british Irish lions i have a sneaky feeling they'll probably organize the warm-up game or a pity game against someone but we shall see as noted alex isn't uh, with us he he's on a sabbatical so he, he shall be back shortly where did he watch the final i'm trying to remember um i think he was at home as well yeah and in, in the quiet the, the quiet desperation uh, i don't know whenever i watch springbok tests i'm usually tense until like the last minute then i get upset or then i get happy so it, um, it, it, it is a weird thing though because Watching the Lions, like, I would say I'm kind of as big a Lions fan as they get, but, like, I'm not too, you know, I don't get too, like, emotional about it. Like, I don't, like, I don't let it kind of ruin my day or whatever if the Lions lose. Thank God, because I'd have a lot of yep. ruined days throughout my life. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it'd be a sad night. But, like, but, like, the Springboks, like, so much of my, you know, like, my, my well-being rides on the Springboks. Yeah, it does. Um, so I guess speaking of the Springboks, the Chasing the Sun, the final episode uh, aired on Sunday. Uh, Rossi got very emotional, talking about Abakazole Mapabi on his shirt, that uh, they, they, that many people in his life had disappeared. So so essentially he was winning, winning the line. Not a very good description, but uh, the players had had pictures on the back of his shirt, and apparently uh, Mapabi had most pictures of himself because uh, his family passed away um, and other things. So Rassi got very, very emotional, which is interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I almost felt like the... I ended up watching four and five, back to back. The way they made it, it almost made England a fair to comply. The box winning Wales was the real final, which is very interesting. Um, and I found Hunter Pollard's comment that the Wales game is probably one of his more enjoyable tests ever was also very interesting but i remember watching that game i was at a wedding in Limpopo, uh and it was like three five outside by 10 o'clock uh it was it was probably the tensest game i've watched in ages so uh, yeah uh, overall thoughts on on chasing the sun now it, it is silence oh, oh so, so sorry I, I thought uh i'd been cut off or something i i actually haven't watched the fourth or fifth episode because of quite mm. i haven't had a chance to finish just yet <laughs> um but uh, I'll, I'll let you know please don't spoil it guys yeah don't spoil how the, the storyline ends yeah well four was actually it was pretty no, no, much no, no, my it's favorite actually, it's actually it's really well done like yeah, no, look, yeah it they've, is. They've, they've done a good job of it from what i've seen so far like it's yeah. a really nicely made documentary yeah, you can see like how well it's made in terms of even just like the writing. So obviously they use real yeah, footage, but the way that it's put together to make it like coherent and yeah, to like, like, really pack like, an emotion. Obviously, we 
we very much the target audience and we very, you know, we obviously invested. But I guess that means we would probably be more critical of it if it was shit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But at yeah. the same time, like I would say, even from like a like a non rugby fan. So say say like I, I watch occasionally. I watch you know those thirty thirty for thirty things on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're very and good. I, I just, and I, I watch just, them for like for like a sport that I I don't watch like baseball or American football or whatever. Mm. And I'll still get some like entertainment from it. And I feel this is kind of like the same kind of level. Where I feel you don't have to have, a, mm. you know, you don't have to be a South African supporter or really know rugby to actually kind of take something from chasing the sun, which is pretty good. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. I think just because it's I, like they touch on the people aspect. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's a good advertisement for rugby. I think you make a very good point, Ben. If you didn't really know much about rugby, it's still good viewing. Same as, uh, I mean, slightly different, but what was the Michael Jordan thing that... Yeah, again, um, just it's very much about how they structure the narrative, and it's just very well met. Well, met. Look, it is a homage to Michael Jordan. He did have editorial approval on that, so I'm sure Grassy and the players too. I did like also Stephen Kitsoff after um, Sinclair got injured, and he just says, he tells Cock, okay, you handle Marla, I'll just win penalties. Just a matter of factly, you know. Yeah. That, that was so well. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, so. that, that, but that, that that honestly was probably from from uh, Dan Cole to uh, to um, Kyle Sinclair is probably one of the biggest drop offs. It was the or actually maybe the scrum half drop off was bigger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Ben Young to that uh, Willie Willie Hines that Spencer guy. Yeah, so I think it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been. Cl- I think the Bucks would have still won, but it would have been closer. But anyway, we, no, no, I know no, we discussed but, but that. I mean, I mean it's time. like if if you said to Eddie Jones, okay, one player on the field is <laughs> yeah. is like immune to injury. Who would you choose? Yeah, yeah, probably so he, was, yeah he, he was classically is their version of of, of Stephen Getzoff in a way. So, and it, but, is, but anyway. It's, Especially because you have the combination of Kitschoff and Beast like pummeling them for the full 80 minutes. So it just forced uh, them to play yeah, one like, prop like for 70 minutes. It was such an important... Because South Africa was so strong there, you couldn't mm. afford any weakness there, basically. Like, that was the... Like, the, the comparative was huge. Yeah. The comparative advantage. I think it just goes to show how good Wales actually were. Uh, it just ended up. We thought we had the easiest semi-final. I just... If, I mean, my final question about this before we move on to rugby on the field. Um, if we had faced New Zealand in the final, would we still win? Yeah, we'd have rolled those fuckers. <laughs> we, we made we made these predictions a long time ago. Don't remember. I just like bringing it up. That's all. Do we think we would have decked them? That's all. I think we all backed um, our boys. <laughs> yeah, oh, backed our yeah. boys. No, I, 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 I would genuinely, especially now we've been given more insight. And I think the England game very clearly showed the weaknesses that were apparent and very obviously identified by Rassi in the New Zealand kind of structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I really think we would have... And also, we, we have to remember, we came through the World Cup very, very light on injuries comparatively. Mm. Like, I think Jesse Creel went down and, and Trevor, Trevor. Nukane went down. But apart from yeah. that, like... Two major injuries for a World Cup, like that. And Chisholm, and Chisholm missed the semi, yeah, uh, Chisholm, as well. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, well, I guess you mentioned New Zealand. We, uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about Bledisloe uh, 20. I forgot what number it is, but we'll be chatting three. a bit about that. Curry Cup Sadly. 3. Sorry. There's still one more to three. go. Yeah, Curry Cup. Um, and also just, I don't know, yeah, running through some Six Nations results uh, as well. I think, um, I don't know who's going to win, but it's an injustice. That's what I can remember. But just some quick bit of news, very, very briefly. Um, I guess we'll start with the transformation front. Mark he sent a letter to the major unions, a strong report. As we stated, the, the reporting is normally very solid. He wrote a letter to all the unions warning about transformation records and that quote, the success of the World Cup is not to get out of jail free card for those who oppose transformation. It is the opposite, proof that there's no excuse for the performance. These are unprecedented times, but that does not mean that our transformation goals can be restricted. Um, and he'd met uh, Minister of Team Tetwa uh, recently, and this just follows from what's happening in under 21 teams. Free States was 34% white, uh, the Bulls 70% on average in the under 21 championship, with the Lions at 40%, Western Province 61, and the Sharks 63. Um, and also, apparently, they had, they, they had talks with the Pumas on the matter. But someone made the point in our group that for a team like Pumas, maybe even the Griquas, um, while other unions, I'd argue that, but it's an excuse, for them, it's a bit tougher. They're not dealing with massive player pools, and they're often taking um, the crumbs from other unions. Yeah, so it's a lot well, more difficult I, I, than that. It was mm. Ant, I think, who brought it up yeah. originally. Yeah, no, it was yeah. a good yeah. point, though. Basically, what you're saying is, firstly, they, they don't have academies. Mm. They yes. just they just feed from, I don't know, actually, schools, I guess. The low, um, yeah. Like the, the local universities, whatever. Mm. But um, he was also saying that if if they get a, a good player of color, that player is far more likely to be to be poached from them by a bigger union yeah. than if they had a good a good white player, say, because obviously in South Africa, to, to put it crudely, there is a there is a premium on talented players of color just because because you know you need to you need to kind of meet your targets. So yeah, so it's kind of like they at the same time it's harder for them to develop the. Uh, to develop talent, just talent generally, but specifically players of color, players of color who are talented. But then at the same time, every time they do, that guy gets just gets whacked from them. So you know, it's kind of like, like screwed if you do, screwed if you don't, kind of thing. Yeah, there's also an argument for sort of generational wealth being able to support like guys earning a salary and playing playing for like a team like the Griquas or the Pumas at a much lower rate and that and being able to still support themselves through family and all that still which doesn't necessarily yeah. happen with black families they don't have that sort of generational wealth to back them up in these situations so that they can yeah, carry on living the dream as a Griquas player or whatever for them it's yeah, a lot it's more cutthroat like, yeah. yeah they can't stomach sort of whatever 15,000 a month if they you know got a wife and two kids but mm. maybe you know um say a guy who's you know parents own a farm or whatever like whatever mommy and daddy can kind of you yeah. know support mm. him a bit or yeah. at least he knows good... he has something to fall back on yeah yeah it's a good point very good point yeah as uh, as also referred to black tax um as yeah. it's correctly referred to in, in in south africa and uh spot on matt i think you make a very good point like my pimpy for instance he's not playing in japan um and uh it's i mean in a way it's the same sort of phenomenon that you see within uh, the Pacific, the, is it Pacifica? <laughs> that's not right. Moses. In the yeah, Pacific region. The, the like borderline hate the, the, um, yeah, sorry. With 
and especially when it's something as close to sort of everyone's heart as rugby. But now I think we've kind of turned turned the we we personally at Elite Rugby <laughs> the, the, Band, the, the, the royal we yes <laughs> yeah have have changed the narrative a bit. That yes. is now listen this is this is what you need you need a hundred percent of your population kind of eligible for selection if you want to you know if you want to compete mm. and now like you know we're we're really seeing the benefits of it so yeah yeah um just phil i want i wanted to ask a very, very, very random tangent from from chasing the sun since since you were there and like if you rocked a black shirt and black blazer like squidged it who looks like really <laughs> respectable in in chasing the sun do you think you could do the same and then be a respectable rugby analyst <laughs> uh, I think uh, Squidge just about manages to pull it off, but only just. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I could. You know, I, I look smart once, once every, you know, blue moon, so I could make it happen. Are you, nice. saying, are you saying for the for the next podcast we should wear a, a black shirt with a black jacket over, just to add respect to? I don't think I've got a black shirt anymore. We'll have to post I, it on YouTube and do like a whatever whatever they call the yeah. videos. Yeah, no, those... I have an Opi Copy shirt from like five okay. years ago that's black. But that's pretty yeah, much all I have. I would like, guys, I, I'm currently ironing, so I don't think even if I had, you know, the full attire on, it would probably undermine my views as an analyst. Just to see <laughs> the puff of steam coming every now and then. My, my, my iron ran out of water the other day, and oh, it was painful. And yeah, it was sure. while I was podcasting, so I couldn't, you know, run and go get water. Yeah, you shouldn't iron a podcast, though. That's a recipe for disaster. Speaking of... After you you neglect baby's bedtime to um, to go podcast, if the ironing isn't done when the wife reappears, I promise you that's also a recipe for disaster. So yeah, thank a God bit God of a fuck if you problem. do, fuck if you don't. Yeah. Thank God I don't have that problem. Uh, speaking about recipes of disaster, the Autumn Cup. Autumn, excuse me, Autumn Nations Cup in, in Europe is looking like an increasing shit show because six members of Fiji's Autumn Nations Cup squad have contracted the COVID. And this is less than two weeks ahead of the tournament. This is what the FIU announced on Monday. On Monday, when was today? Today, today. Oh, it was today, yeah. They announced it, they um, gave two announcements. One was like they caught three guys and then they're like, oh, wait, no, it's like six. <laughs> like, I think this is also... From like the barbarians because a few of the fiji guys were supposed to play for the barbarians so it uh, might be like a, a, a follow-up from that because these guys are all so those guys just fucked everything yeah so fru is involved because fiji's based in france for this they're using france as their home base just as a but i did see some good they said that uh, Rodrigo is looking like he's actually going to be ready for this tournament because they were worried he was going to be injured. So at least Ooh. we'll be able to see him against uh, some of the big teams, hopefully. But maybe maybe it's COVID now. But, but he'll be maybe. fine. Or, well, you'll theoretically it's two weeks. I mean, so. He's got that beard, so it's fine. It's just covered. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think I saw... Yeah, because it, it screws around with their warm-up games because they were going to play a warm-up game this weekend and next weekend. Yeah. 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 Um, surely six, six isn't like like. It depends which six. I mean, fuck. If you like, depends which yeah, six. Yeah, all six are props. All six loose head props. Uh, do you think they had a squad of six loose head props, Ben? No. Hmm. If it was Georgia, Georgia might have, but Fiji probably not. Actually, Georgia's dead quiet. I wonder what Georgia's up to. 
Yeah. Because they had that warm-up match against... Well, they got yeah, ridiculous by Scotland. But it turns out yeah. Scotland are actually great at rugby, so... Yeah, yeah. 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 You can't read too I was going to say that Georgia... Maybe Georgia got the Russian um, COVID vaccine. Oh, maybe. For, for all, that we, all that we know about. Um, so a bit of other random news. We'll talk to extensions very briefly. Uh, Might return cup. Apparently, Canterbury, like I've been following this, but Canterbury, which is, is the home union of the Canterbury Crusaders, I mean, I know you can just divide into 20 unions or whatever it is, you know, it's the size of, I don't know, West Cape, and they're on the verge of litigation. And, yeah. and they lost two games against Auckland, who I think are having a good season. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, and then who's the other game against? And Tasman, who are, Tasman, like, who are the, the reigning tables. champions, aren't they? Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. They basically uh, playing yeah, that's, against uh, another team. That's Reese's team, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah, but, but they're yeah. all the All Blacks uh, aren't here. Yeah. yeah, but so. Tasman's still strong without the All Blacks. So I've got... Yeah, they yeah, have guys like, like Mark Talia, uh, David Havili. Yeah. Don't they have yeah. uh, Lester Fyanganaku as well? Or is he... Yeah, both, yeah. both of them. They have yeah. both Fyanganaku as oh. well. Yeah, so no, they're um, heat. But, so. but, but, but the... Jeez. Yeah, but I, I think just generally, I think that's a sign of a strong tournament. Yeah. That anyone can win it and anyone can get relegated. Yeah. Yeah. If only SRA yeah. could really take that approach. Well, yeah, <laughs> with uh, relegation. More, more that's really Actually, I don't, I don't know, because the Lions might be getting relegated. No, so. but the, thing, the thing with the SA one is the, guy, the franchises, they stay with, when it becomes a club thing, they stay with their clubs. The franchise. Whereas with Super Rugby, when the franchises dissolve to club level, the players will disperse. Yeah, but I don't understand how, like, practically they do that. So what, they just, during Super Rugby season, what, they just live somewhere else? Like, I, I think so, yeah. It sounds yeah, like, it. like they just I think have they flats. just get up and go. Because yeah. even, even a place thing. like Otago, because the Highlanders, like, none of the guys are from there, because, like, yeah. it's a very small place. So I think that just for that time of the year, all these guys just pack up and go and live in... in um, Dunedin, like, which is a small city. Yeah, and just rent like a block of flats, and then this is now where the Highlanders all live. Because I think all well, of them yeah, just have it's... homes in Auckland anyway, like next door to Rico and cause problems in that cul-de-sac. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, but I don't because you know, the, I guess it was that thing with was a skull called Dwayne playing for the Bulls that they actually they were living in Cape Town and just like flying out. Mm, I can't yeah, remember was... where it was. So, like some. Something sounds like Skulk would do. Yeah, it sounds like Skulk Brits would do. <laughs> was it? I think it was an old. Yeah, it was Brits because I don't think it's Dwayne doing it now. Mm. Well, Although I wouldn't yeah, be surprised like, if he's doing would, it right now. It would make sense if you knew it was like a, a temporary thing. Yeah. Like there's no point buying a house in Pretoria. Um, I don't tell Adam that he's invested. Um, movies for Fia Long. <laughs> I'm invested. <laughs> okay. He rents in Pretoria, Ben. Fuck. Do you uh, live next to Dwayne Vermeulen, Adam? No, I do not. Um, I'd be interested to know where Dwayne Vermeulen lives in Pretoria. I assume he lives in East, uh, in East, in Pretoria East, which is which is the fancy pants uh, no, area. No, I live in the fancy pants part of Pretoria because you know I've never lived there. I don't. Live there. I, 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 I've been there. So I appreciate this bit, local, I, this local inside, Adam. Yeah. I live inside the highway loop. In Joburg, okay. Like, a yeah, the Joburg. That doesn't sound like the Joburg Country Club. 
it's is the end where the N3, which runs all the way to Durban, meets the N1, which starts there, which runs all the way to Cape Town. No, fuck, I'm not going to give this job. Yeah, England, England. As, some, as someone from Joburg who hasn't lived there since he was 12, um, I feel like you're just talking Ma- rubbish and making, stuff making up it up. <laughs> yeah. Stop taking the Okay, well, out. look. Uh, <laughs> what I'm not making up is that oh, England won the second. Nations after some um, bullshit skullduggery in the log. They won it on points difference. Um, and I, I, they apparently put their World Cup trauma behind them. Trauma is multi-generational. So I, I hope they carry that trauma for a while. But Scotland, uh, Ben, they beat Wales 14 yeah. and It's their first yeah, win in Welsh soil Wales since 2002. Yeah, so Wales only managed to beat Italy the entire Six Nations. So really? Very pleased about that. Yeah, it's um, a... yeah. Um, just just on the thing, I really think, especially in a single round tournament, you, it shouldn't be decided on points difference. It should be decided on head to head. Yeah, yeah. Because France beat England, and they also beat Ireland. Yeah. And well, they lost in Scotland because they France. But... But you know the most fucked up thing with that, if you, I don't know if you guys watched it, but uh, the England-France game, it was, France were winning by 10 points and they kicked it out thinking that it was the end of the game. Um, so oh, they would have denied, yes. they would have, they would have denied England the bonus point. But because of the fuck up in the timing, they kicked it out and England got the ball back and scored to, win, to finish within seven. Mm. So if that didn't happen, France would also have won. Yeah, because they would have blocked the bonus. Nope. The system seems stupid. It's like, how could we differentiate be, between these two teams if only they had met each other head to head so we, we could decide which <laughs> one was better? Like, oh no, it must be points difference. That's the only way. Who dicked Italy by more, basically? Like, come on, it's stupid. Pretty much. Pretty much. But yes, that, that's Six Nations done and over with. Um, I look forward to when the Springboks have been into the Six Nations. Okay, and can I just say, up. I'm glad France picked up where they left off. Mm. They looked really good yeah. against Ireland, yeah. yeah. Some of the tries were yeah. really, really good. Yeah. My favorite part yeah. is... Dupont, Dupont and Intermac are getting mm. full. Like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're still really young, and just like, if they keep developing at the pace they are, it's going to be quite scary. Are, are, yeah. you, are you calling 2023 World Cup? <laughs> Squid just called it already. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard a couple of people call it, not just Squid. It's becoming too mainstream now. We need to find another underdog. Oh, it's okay. We 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 can all back Namibia. Oh, I was gonna say Fiji, but yeah, if you're going for Namibia, fair enough. But uh, yeah, um, okay. Look, we we players already be there, so they'll be. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All of them naturalized. But I I did think the French were cracking down on that. Oh yeah, um, very randomly because of Brexit, Colpac is being eliminated at the end of the year. So a shit ton of SA cricketers are coming back. I, I'm interested to know what the effect is on rugby, but I'll, I'll need to look at that. Yeah, like, like, as it's well. the same law, you isn't it? Cricket, uh, it? No, but it, it is the same mm-hmm. law. But in cricket, they always say, oh, he's on a coal pack contract. Like, they always yeah. mention coal pack. Yeah. But in rugby, they don't mention coal pack, and I don't know why. Because they don't want to um, highlight how many foreigners they actually have playing at the moment for their team, because... They, they mean sale. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, they just ran half yeah. the SA squad at one point. Yeah, Not the worst right. strategy. Well, did you see the squad they were running, Adam? I did. Yeah. But it, but it is it is a bit bullshit that there are more Springboks playing in the English league than they are in the Super Rugby and Zanzi. Mm. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll put a pin in that uh, for now because uh, we need to talk about how, unfortunately, New Zealand beat the living daylights uh, out of Australia. Unfortunately. Why do you say unfortunately? Yeah. yeah because, because, are you working because, on an Australian visa or something? No, no. I've decided to be very anti-New Zealand because I think their pack is, has a soft underbelly. So um, that, this and, is, and this really annoyed me. Have you seen the Australian pack? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the New Zealand pack. This isn't like have, a parody. You seen, have you seen Ned Hannigan? What is the <laughs> last video? You know what? Like, I, you, I'm freaking a, a you going to bring up Ned Hannigan. Or something like. I had Ned Hannigan. Did, did you pick Ned, Ned Hannigan as your hot man? Yeah. <laughs> I had Ned the mannequin. mannequin. Yeah. No, I, I, I had him in the back of my mind. As soon as I mentioned, as soon as I heard the Australian pack, I was like, Ned Hannigan. He's my, he's my go-to. Do, do, you want to, do you want to hear my big call on this? Yes. New Zealand or the New France? Oh. No, because they've become the kind of team that when it goes right, it goes so right. You know, like, like even like say 10 years ago, if you got France on France's day, you were fucked. Like it didn't, it didn't matter what you did, who you were, whatever. France beat you. Like that was the end of the story. Like when, when passes stick and stuff. And I honestly think New Zealand's becoming like that because of the, mm. they, they've sort of doubled down on their kind of individuals. You know, let's just pick the best individuals and let's just let Oaks flare, okay. which is so it's so it's so good when it goes right and it went right against Australia, but it's so like it's, well, it's not so bad, but you know it's it's pretty shit when it goes wrong. Yeah. So like this is this is my this is my new hot take. Like yes, New Zealand. If you if you catch New Zealand on the wrong day, or right day for them, wrong day for you, you're gonna lose. But otherwise. Very, very beatable, in my opinion. Yeah, so this was a take I saw, not necessarily in exactly those words, but there was another take I saw today, was essentially just, we're not sure if New Zealand is actually very good because they haven't been tested yet. So I think it's more <laughs> dig at Australia than New Zealand right yeah. now. Yeah, like uh, Australia weren't great, to be honest. Like, I mean, as, yeah, they've gotten progressively worse through the last let us slow, one, two, three. And obviously they've lost um, some important players. But the biggest difference in this game was, I think, just the conditions and the rain. And Australia didn't know what to do, basically. I mean, they had youngsters. They had uh, Laliseo making his debut. And yeah. he struggled. But but basically, New Zealand played the conditions just so much better. And I like Dave Rennie. Like, I think he's, he's done good work. He did very good work for the Chiefs. And he seems to mm -hmm. be kind of pushing Australia in the right direction. But fuck, you don't debut a fly-off against New Zealand. What, like, what else is he supposed to do, Ben? Where yeah, there's no test. Is he supposed to pull fucking no white out of somewhere? Reese Hodge, Reese Hodge 10. Oh, Reese Hodge. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. You play Reese Hodge, I guess Tamu is injured. Yeah, that's the problem, man. They've just had like, He literally had no other choice. He's like, okay, well, fuck. Yeah, I guess COVID as well probably limits mm. your... Because you need to get someone who's in the bubble, huh? Because yeah. even in the second match, well, like the, losing um, Tamua was such a big hit, even though they still had O'Connor. So then yeah. in this match, losing both of them, obviously, and then having to play like a, a more territorial game without either of them just really screwed them. Child. Yeah, I, I think Australia's kicking game has got progressively worse as well. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, that's, I, I think it, that's quite an insightful point because um, they've been trying to copy the Springboks blueprint. Uh, actually, kicking contestant kicks in. Mm. Yeah. But you need to be accurate. Yeah. yeah you got to be very accurate in doing that. And I mean, Nick White was outstanding um, in, in the first Wellington? game. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the first, first game, game. He was fantastic. This game, he was, he, I think he was concussed, actually. 
Yeah, he's another player who's just gotten worse and worse, and that's no, but sort no, of showed in the team performance. Um, I was watching highlights again this morning. Uh, Jordy mm. Barrett's yellow tr- yellow card. Uh, Nick White jumps on Barrett on the ground after the, after he supposedly elbows <laughs> whoever, and then yeah, White yeah, comes, yeah, comes up with like a fucking he's bleeding from yeah. the forehead the hard way. Like Barrett, I think did technically oh. elbow White in the fucking forehead and cracked him open like a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> also, I was just. Definitely had a blade in his. Uh, no, 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 no. That was done hardware. That was Brock Lesnar on Orton's <laughs> forehead. Hey, uh, Jordan Pataya, he did some Brock Lesnar. It's actually nice to see him actually, you know, bouncing people and not getting injured doing it. And then so, he tried uh, to uh, eat Trezell's uh, arm and then lost his tooth, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, but the, well, we, yeah. Well, I, that's all I can say. I just hope that he's put his injuries behind him. Because I know some players go through patches of injuries and then suddenly they're super fit. Um, but some players are just injury prone, like Jakob Creel. Mm. Yeah, but Jakob Creel wasn't injured this week. That was, that was a family, was a family, family bereavement. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? How dare you change Jakob Creel? No, no, I, I wasn't talking about this specific. But, you know, fuck, yeah. from, he had a good season in 2017. And since then, he's been injured for about... Yeah, that's true. Now you got a contract cancelled. Yeah, he played like three games in the UK. Right, I'm speaking. I'm speaking like I'm blaming the guy for this. Is Jakub Kiel the Ebenezer of Lions? No, because he doesn't play Springboks. He just doesn't play Springboks. Yeah, true. Yeah, I was gonna think Warren White. He took it to the next level. As long as I'm coach. It's like, yeah, guys, this much. leg's not fixing it itself. I'm just going to become a haggard old coach. I, 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 did, I did that at uni. Like, our team never had a coach. And then I, I fucked up my back. And then I was just like, I am the coach now. <laughs> run laps, guys. Run laps. <laughs> <laughs> I have the authority to tell you to run laps now. Um, okay, final. I guess final point quickly on, on Tri-Nations. Like, I mean, uh, Rennie's rebuilding job starts now. We will see. Uh, I still think New Zealand, I think they, they looked a lot better when, like I thought, it's interesting that Rico at 14, it's almost like they're trying to squeeze him into the team again, we've spoken about this, but Barrett at 15 looked a bit better. It's, I mean, look at the try he scored. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was good, he's always been a good finisher. Yeah. But he also I, used two I, hands I, I, to score I, I, think, I think the biggest <laughs> yeah, force in that team is, is Geordie Barrett. Yeah. The, big, uh, the biggest force? Like force. Sorry? The yeah. force, as in, like, it's not a like a force of nature, as in, like, forced into the yeah, team. Like just out of position, playing uh. out of position somewhere. Because I haven't seen Jordy Barrett do anything since he's been put into the team that just a normal wing couldn't have done. Yeah, yeah, he's not a wing. No, he's not a fourteen. Well, his, yeah. his best work was actually that bloody that break in the midfield now, where that he was that yeah, and that pace down the line. Yeah, yeah but, no, but, but that's he was that's a, a that's that's a fullback's line. That's not a wings line he ran there. So but he was like, moved. He was moved to fullback after Barrett. That that's what I'm trying to say. He he right, was playing yeah. at fullback. Yeah, but that's what Ben's also so saying, like highlighting. The uh, best thing he did was when he played where he needs to. No, he's no, a good. He's thing a, he did when he actually played in his normal position. But I guess yeah. I guess they pick him there so the teams like uh, can't just kick onto the wing because that's yeah. seen as like a weakness. But yeah. maybe because he's playing on the wing, teams don't kick to him, so they just. No, but like, I'm get... sorry. Like, like, okay, you kick onto Jordy Barrett or you kick onto fucking Severis. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe Who? your chances of winning the ball are in the air are like 15 percent uh, higher. Yeah. yeah. But your chances even... of him catching it and fucking up half your team are also a lot higher. So if, if you're Ian Foster, who? Severus, who? Like, yeah. I mean. Or you so can get best best of both worlds and pick Will Jordan there. I mean, yeah. it's who? Pretty simple. 
Anyway, does Foster have like face blindness or something? He just can't learn new faces. Like Foster, honestly, like like he's just got Steve Hansen's like book of tricks. Who has Graham Henry's book of tricks? And then like you know, is it almost like Harry Potter? He's got the Marauder. He's got Steve Hansen's Marauder Marauder's map. No, but yeah, that thing yeah. were, actually was cool and worked. And yeah, that, that thing like adapted <laughs> new people like this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we better move on to to Curry Cup. Um, I, I I didn't watch. Sorry, not Curry Cup. Oops, Freudian and slip. Super and Zanzi. Um, the first game was Sharks Pumas. Correct. I didn't watch that actually. I don't. I watched the highlights. Super no, man. Freaking. Wasn't the, the first, first match game... Lions Griquits? Yeah, I was going to say oh, Lions Griquits Friday night. Sorry. Oh, yeah, try a minute. I remember watching that. I got the baby down. I was like, oh, we're set on to insist some rugby. Jeez. Christ. What a game. Um, I think Similani was channeling Lucanio Arm, and then somehow he stole his ability. Because yeah, Lucanio Arm yeah, Lucan has been playing rugby for like three weeks now. But were you guys shocked that. I think he got four assists and a try or something? Like, yeah. Oh, if you yeah, can be uh, golden. Was were, you guys, were you guys shocked that Similani, yeah, they, shocked. They, they finally let him play and he actually played well? It's like, what? They have a good player who they haven't been playing? They have a fantastic fucking player. He was a meat pie merchant. But now, if Birgit Wendell's healthy next week, back of normal No, no, if Birgit Organ and obviously Evia Fulion has to... Is it even? Yeah. Essential. He to, Essential. He's, he's got it. He you know, he holds the team together from fullback, so he's got to play. <laughs> uh, Michal has to play. So yeah. So there was, this a, was this a a one game cameo performance by Similani, essentially? I will yeah, be so I'll like, be so pissed. Like, Fuck! I'll be, I'll, I'll, that's why I haven't. That's why I didn't buy him this weekend. Like my my head my heart was like no go for Similani. My head was like, no, this is a cameo. We're not going to see him again this year, this tournament. Yeah. Remember, remember uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually disappointed. Did that once? Was it? Oh, yeah. Phil did it to Madash. Yeah, this is the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he also had a huge well, game later. I mean, actually. What's that, Adam? Yes, uh, no, no, no. Let me not interrupt you. Our new league leader. You're our leader by two points. Oh yeah. Just for now. I'm uh, sure you'll you'll be back next week. Uh, no. But I was I gonna say like. Uh, I want to look at your team. Because <laughs> Similani was really good, but um, even like Stian Pina, it was his his first game of the season. And he made I a big like difference. A I like like every time he gets the ball, you know, he's one of those guys who he also, has that like. Bre- breaking tackle ability so he can make like the extra meter every time he also he's had a, a, like Tyrone, he's a bit like Tyrone Green in a way and he also pops up where you don't really expect him yeah he's he like in, got that explosiveness he put in a nice yeah. defensive tackle as well late in the game fucking mm. put someone on the ground was that he also looks like well, looks the most good. Joburg player on it looks a work <laughs> he's got like the Joburg hair I was like of course he plays for the Lions do you know who is the most most Joburg player in rugby, it's Robbie Kutsia, the Lion or previous reserve hooker. I don't know what he does now. No. He looks yeah, so Joburg. I think you need to be a bit more specific. He's got the, he's got four ways to that. Yeah, he was, he was pretty jersey. 
What's four ways in Joburg? Let's see, you have art schools. I just wanted to see what this is. Yeah, fully, you, you, I think you can beat everybody by like 100 points. Take it. Wait, Adam, you're breaking up? Yeah, Adam, you. Four ways in Joburg. Adam, I think the line's fault. The line is not striking. Shit. I can't hear him. Yeah. Is uh, Adam recording it? Uh, no, I'm recording. Record. No, it's okay. I'm recording. Okay. <laughs> but, he is, but it sounds like the lightning is fucking striking again in Pretoria. I mean, is he still on the call? Let me check. Yeah, he is. Oh, just let him figure it out. Uh, should we move on to the... Should we move com- on to I thought the Greek was kind of... I don't know. I, to be honest, I think the Lions just got over-defending. Yeah. The Greek was did. They, they scored yeah. 30 points. Like, normally 30 points is enough to... Well, yeah. yeah. But you close. You bet. But obviously... Uh, I mean, a little bit better. A little bit better. Do you, do you think... Yeah, um, sorry. You think the person attached to Zach Berger's mullet is going to get a call up to a bigger union? Oh god, I hope not. Because <laughs> he's I, essentially I, I, like I, I, the second best fucking scrum half at the moment. Yo, that's what I'm saying. Like, because uh, Nohamba's fucking lost mm. the plot. Um, I was going to say, I think even like Herschel Yankees, he's not playing well at the moment. He doesn't well. play well at all. He made like well. some silly, silly choices where he weaved left instead of going right and ran like straight into traffic yeah. instead of it's bloody, gaps. bloody Ivan Van Sale is like the new Fury de Priya out of nowhere yeah exactly so it's like these guys I mean Zach Berg is also he's only like 21 or 22 or something and he played SA under 20 so I think he is the type of guy who uh, is gonna you know make it to the next level move to another union at some point just not this cool. season I want him to yeah that's <laughs> it oh little I can hear you, but your quality is not great. Yeah, you sound like a robot. Uh, yeah, I'm on my phone. Is that a bit better? Yeah, there, you sound a little less, less like a robot. Ugh, there, there, that's one. Fail. Okay, I just, just got to keep, keep, keep my mini microphone by my mouth. Um, okay. What did I miss? Oh, uh, we were just talking about Jack Burger maybe getting a contract to a bigger union. Uh, standard, yeah, uh, I, I can buy that. I was just going to say the assistant the night goes to Elton Yankees. He went for the cross kick and Verity and child it up and then broke two tackles and scored. That was, that was quite peach. Yeah. Verity Am's looking quite good, eh? Like... Yeah, I think he's the best player in Ant's fucking outside backs. <laughs> he also has that sort of like excitingness when he gets the ball. So, like, every time he does this, it's almost like Similani's little goose step. So, yeah. he does it and then he can like break a tackle just because people don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, you're like, he's con- he confuses you. Which I think is kind of an underrated. Because then always defenders are just thinking, like, okay, this guy isn't just going to take contact and recycle. He's going to get up to some shenanigans. And then, yeah. you know. Once you once you're in their head, rent free, you're fine. <laughs> rent free. Uh, yeah, nice. Um, right, let's move on. I back at Sharks Pumas. I didn't watch this. I uh, unfortunately, but the Sharks came out the winners. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, can, can I have a, can I can I do another? What are they called? Big takes. What yes, it? go for it. Put your cards on the top. 
Context, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say the South African rugby meta has changed sufficiently that Kerwin Bosch is now obsolete. <laughs> You're going to have to explain this one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah look, okay, I'm sure you're working. This is not just a two-mile question. Kerwin Bosch was like your classic sort of South African fly half, the kind of fly half we used before the new rusty kicking game. You know, he's got a he's got a booming boot, mm-hmm. and then you know he hangs quite deep in the pocket. He doesn't really take the line that much. You know, he's like a, um, a, a, a like a hands hands off kind of fly half. Like an early career Pollard almost. Yeah, yeah, like early career Pollard, early career France Dane. Like Butch James sort of vibe, okay. but now like we don't like. But what's Kerwin Bosch's biggest weapon? It's his it's his boot really, that he's just got a cannon. Yeah, yes. yep. we 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 in agreement here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so far, okay. okay. So far, yeah, we're okay. Adam's calling but in I, an air raid on you I, though, by the sounds of it. I, I, I am calling in an air raid. I, I do think he's, and this is very similar to Damian Adams. So I don't think Tens is position. I think he's in 15. He's insisting on playing 10, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But even even at 15, this isn't the... His, his, he's, he's essentially a... He's, if you were to classify him, he's a kicking fly-off, essentially. Hmm. And now I've... we kick a lot less of 10. We need our 10 to be like another 12. A Kerwin Bosch is a fucking long way from hmm. a 12. I, I, I agree with you that he's nothing like that sort of meta Pollard type of 10, but I, I, I think there is he's still been good this year, not so far in Mzansi, I think, but earlier in the year he was good in a way where he wasn't the sort of guy who you would see in the highlights, but he was just distributing really well. And if you compare him to Damien Willemser, who by in, in all agreement, he's been shit and like he hasn't worked. I think actually the Bosch has... At least when the Sharks were playing better, and I don't think it's been his fault in these last few games. But I think his role was different, but his role as a distributing 10, he actually, he was doing things. So, I'm not no, a, no, I, I'm, I agree with you I'm, a little I'm bit. Not but, saying, uh, I'm yeah. not saying he's playing badly. I'm just saying the type of player he yeah. is isn't, yeah. isn't no. what we need anymore. Yeah, he's I like, mean, if, you, if like you're looking for someone to play, if you're looking for someone to play in a similar role to Pollard, I mean, Elton's not that either. I think it's fair to say. No, no, you're, so, you're uh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not Elton, sure who it's. Sort of the previous generation now. Yeah. So Elton, I don't know. Elton was more the foil to Mornay Stain than the foil to, than the foil to uh, Pollard. If you know what I mean. So who would you say is the next Pollard? I would say Damon Vanimsa still, just because he's he's big enough and he can sort of be molded into the, the position. He can he can take contact. Yeah, and I feel he's more of a threat with ball in hand than Bosch. Like obviously, yeah. Like at the moment, he's not exactly proving me right, but sure. I just think I just think long term he's the, he's the kind of player Rusty's going to be looking for, not Bosch. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Put my card on the tarful. Fair. We'll see. We'll get angry emails, I'm sure. From Ant. Yeah. How dare you? Do you say anything negative about any Sharks player? Yeah, but going back to this game, I mean, I think even though the Sharks won quite convincingly, I'm still not very convinced by how they're playing. That most of their tries were just from like breaks from either their wings or their yeah, centers. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, was, it wasn't build-up tries. They weren't like. Fair. Or it was from the mall. 
Yeah, or it was rolling more. So I think their general structured play wasn't particularly good. So I think they have a lot of work to do to get to the level that they were before lockdown. Because obviously they were winning super rugby like proper before. Yeah. So they've definitely lost quite a bit since lockdown. And um, I think they're playing the Cheetahs next week. That should be a really good match. Ooh, yeah, uh, they're going to we'll, get eaten. We'll see how they do. I'd be a hammering actually. Cheetahs are see. cheetahs are gonna be gonna be foot fresh with their their new Greco's locks. And, <laughs> and, and they've they, had and, two weeks, yeah. And, and they will double bar, yeah. Is DeAndre Rudolph moving to the Cheetahs or is he? That was because yeah, he still played us all this weekend against the Sharks. So is he gonna play the Sharks two weeks in a row? We'll have to see. That that was what was being reported. Um, he was joining at the beginning of November. So. But is is that even like like I understand like obviously the 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 way the contracts work. This is kind of uh, an unusual time for play. So whatever. But can you just two different teams in the same tournament? I think, I think Ren Sorry, has I, Adam's phone. Yeah. So basically, this has uh, all been messed up by COVID. Normally, their contracts would end at the end of Curry Cup. So mm. that's why it would be uh, November, because Curry Cup is supposed to be done by November. But because we've now running the tournament over, they all sign contracts until the end of November. So that's why I think we're seeing a whole switch now. Yeah. But you, you, think, you think they could just be a bit practical and just say, okay, fine. Let's, you can just be on loan to the Cheetahs and, or, and to the Griquas or whatever till the end of Super Rugby. Because yeah. even that, they just sort of, it's just like they're just going to take these players so the Griquas can't have them. Yeah. Because, yeah. because, like, there's no way someone can learn all the systems, all the structures, whatever, in, in a week. A week and then straight away start playing. Like, you're going to need, even like when Miao Penke. Like, he still isn't, like, in the mix of the Sharks. Well, he's off the bench a few times. But, you know, like, obviously he doesn't... Because he just doesn't know the systems yet. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And especially, like, locks in the lineup. Like, yeah, you're saying the Grikos locks. You don't want to... Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Are the Grikos going to have to change all their lineup calls now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're just going to do it in English now, and then that's fine. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they they were saying I think in the Stormers Bulls match, like the commentators were so surprised that they were just um, not doing calls, but just going and telling the hooker. But um, it's not that much of a revolutionary thing for the prop to go and tell the hooker what's going to happen. But they seemed like they were so shocked. The commentators like, oh, they're doing this thing. I can't believe it. Yeah. They're not calling the lightouts. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, Ireland in like the early two thousands they didn't have line-out calls. They would just literally arrive at the line-out and then just lift someone and the hook would throw. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, and, they, no, and, and apparently they didn't lose a line-out for like 32 games or some yeah, shit. Yeah, you like just shock gibberish as well. Like you have a call. Still, the guy just calls whatever the fuck he feels like. So you get yeah. like guys analyzing the calls each time, like trying to work out a pattern. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember we had one where, like, like we used to do it for like, you know, like trial matches or whatever, or when you just shoved in like a team. It would all just be how the hooker holds the ball. So like, if the hooker holds the ball in two hands, it's going to like six ball. If the hooker holds the ball in his uh, right hand, it's going two ball. Left hand is going four ball or whatever. Nice. And like, and then you just yell like random crap. And yeah. Like, you know, it was pretty. You know, no one really like figured it out. Obviously, you still lost lineups just because. No. Yeah. And I'm not losing shit. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think we need to move on to the... Um, we'll call it the Dan Carter show that when I stay. I mean, I was watching in Pretoria. The game had actually got called off with 18 minutes to go. Uh, I was with Andrew. Due to like who's uh, to take yes, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, we were in the storm in Joburg, and then went went there. But I, oh, that's what? nice of you to what travel all to Joburg to visit Andrew. <laughs> yeah, the, the only lightning was coming out of Mornay Stain's fucking skull. It was mad. That flick behind the It's a shame. It's a shame that Alex isn't here though, because I feel like he would definitely have a rant against the Stormers based on how Jesus, bad they were. Jesus, he would eat the like, Stormers alive oh. on this one. They were, they were on their way to take like 60 as well. Yeah. Oh, they were going to eat shit. They were going to eat shit worse than Australia did. Yeah. Because, I mean, basically, I think they've built this game around having such a strong scrum. And uh, we, we shared the stat earlier, like, they didn't have one scrum on their own feed in the whole match. Yeah. So that just was taken away completely. And yeah. they, I think they, especially their loose trio and some of the backline got super exposed. Just how inferior they were compared to Bulls. Yeah, no, the, the Bulls, the Bulls are looking like a very complete team. Yeah. What I don't understand is why did they play like this all the time? Had some ups and downs in this tournament already, and it's like you've got so much explosiveness uh, all across the park. Why aren't you using it? I said, many think Mechanzi stepped up as well, so he's done really nasty. Um, their girls been okay. Um, I've who has been excellent. Uh, Marco Fitzgerald, it's gone. He's, he's been excellent. Oh, he's yeah. I would just say close to the tournament at the moment. Mm. Yeah. And it sucks that they were so excited to get Arnu Boitra back as well. When Marco from yeah. Southern just overshadowed his return completely. But then oh. even um, El- Elrochlo, the other youngster, he's oh, he been was really, really good yeah. as well. Yeah, he was heat this week. Yeah, yeah. If, so if he... the Bulls can do one thing, it's produce a, a blindside flag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you know, yeah, because he was actually at the Kings and he left the Kings because obviously they sort of couldn't play, play their yeah, players anymore. But yeah. he was uh, a surprise, like he was a surprise because he's he's um, highly rated as a youngster, and he chose to go to the Kings to try and you know play like regularly at a young age. Yeah. So he took a huge risk, and then it didn't work out. But it seems like he's managed to find his way back in. Oh, good on him. I like, I like that sort of attitude instead of loitering. In the but uh, Mornay Stain's performance, and Ivan Fintel, like you said earlier, Ben, uh, just rolling back the years, and Ivan Fintel maybe looking like he's already learning did a few you, things. From three, it must be, huh? I, I think a little bit for sure, and maybe even just like the confidence from learning sure. from Furu Dupre. Furu saying, "Listen, mate, you could do this." So. Yeah. I mean, he was really good, not just in like uh, one or two little things, but all across, like his support play, his I mean, own little breaks, was, his uh, passing. Like, though, like his, his kicking, just his, his like aware he was in the right place so often. It was, it was very impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, if he carries the sun, if he can keep it up for you know the rest of the tournament, there's no reason why 
like you said, he's probably the best scrum half in the and with the other scrum halves like uh, Nohamba and Yankee's not doing so well. You know, he can really stake his claim. Yeah, yeah fuck. I saw I saw a side of Nohamba like that. I didn't I didn't like at all. Like you mm. know, he tried to who did he try to stamp? Yeah, it was at like the lineout. I don't know oh, which shit, player it was. Yeah. But... And, he and that was just before he actually got a yellow card. So he yeah. was lucky to not get a yellow card for that. Well, I, I actually, I was thinking about dropping him from my team today because I'm like, fuck, he's going to get cited. Yeah, and they like, TMO'd oh, him yeah. for that, actually. They did TMO him for that. And TMO was like, he thought better of it and didn't put down his foot before it was too late. Like, the TMO, like, called out how close he was to fucking up. Yeah. Which is still fucked up because you can see he wanted to do it. It's just he, yeah, like, decided not to. <laughs> Yeah, which kind of shows like there was definitely you you know now now I've seen that side to him I'm yeah, yeah. I don't know how, how I feel about this now like because I like him but yeah but ben, I mean maybe, he's, he's... maybe it's time to bring in who's the other hotshot scrum half um, uh, Louis Greta <laughs> <laughs> sorry I that's Matt's that. Matt's uh, favorite scrum half <laughs> um, uh, I think is it Hendrixer yeah Jordan yeah yeah, yeah. Jaden Jaden or Jordan. J Jaden? Yeah. Either either way. Yeah, I I have a go, unfortunately. Okay. So um may I, may I leave you guys to wrap this up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um good job. Uh, is it okay, cool. cheers, Adam. Uh, no worries. No one to miss you, none of that. Just like what? Yeah, no. bye. Bye guys. Well, you haven't stopped speaking, so we can act actually say something. It was just stream of consciousness feeling bad for yourself. Hey, but anyway, have a good one. Me, you assholes. Let the room breathe. Adam. Let the room breathe first. Come. <laughs> but yes, we'll miss you, Adam. Enjoy, enjoy raising your child and earning much-needed experience in child raising. <laughs> he's already fully experienced okay he's got everything he needs sorry <laughs> i i spent sunday afternoon with th three kids am i somewhat experienced now well yeah it's triple experience eh? yeah no yeah. I, I, I underrated three times so it's three afternoons worth of experience yeah and it's go. sunday catch, so it's catching five. up with adam you basically have nine days of fatherhood math already Fuck, I'm, I'm almost as good a father as adam then technically on paper yeah, yeah. <laughs> like CV-wise, like CV I, I mean, do we count? Do we count the fathering I had to do last year as well? Then with all the kids. Yeah, no, count it. Count add it on. <laughs> like, like at any point, did you pat one on the head? Um, you know, just yeah, I tussled. I tussled a few locks. You know, well done. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, that's good experience. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, as a, as a, but what do I know? I'm, I'm an inexperienced father, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, guys, I've got a, I've got another dress situation. Oh, I don't shit. know if I should iron this. It's a funny material. Oh, I'm is it that iron. one? Don't iron it. Just hang it up. Steam no, it. No, this is a, <laughs> a different one. Can you but, just, yeah. can you just put some steam in it and just throw it on a hanger and like just let the weight of it sort itself out? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Um. No, I've just, I've just abandoned it completely just, just throw it back in the dirty wash just hurl it back pretend in you tin. didn't see it yeah tomorrow's problem yeah um let's see is there anything else in this shortened game that we want to discuss um i i, I thought it like um do you think 
COVID has given people an appetite, like people have now realized that they can get away with canceling shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that had an influence, because I, I think one of the things that I saw was that the previous week, apparently the storm was a lot worse and they were literally playing in hell at the end of the game. So yeah. they were comparing oh, like last week to this week. And, yeah. yeah. But, but also, do, do you think it was it was an easier game to call off? Because obviously the Bulls had they, won they it. Knew, and got, they knew but, that this game was a foregone. Yeah. Yes. But do you think if it was like, you know, 21-20 or whatever, if they would have, um, you know, waited for like an hour or whatever, maybe, maybe more? Maybe the I, I don't know. It's quite a cynical view, but I think that given, I think there has been a historical thing in like Joburg and Pretoria of, I think it, there was a football match where people players yeah, were struck by I, lightning. I'm not mad. Like like the pitch. Yeah. I think three or four guys died. Like yeah, like yeah, you exactly. just check the arch drop. I remember there is footage of that somewhere. So. so I think they have quite strict protocols, and I think I trust them yeah. enough to like believe that they, you know, they have some stuff in place where if it gets too close, they'll call it off. Yeah. Um, no, 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 like, like, I understand completely the the evacuation, but like them not going back up. That's more the yeah. Yeah. But there's maybe there's maybe yeah. a, like a timer built in. Like it has to be, you have to resume play by X amount of time. If you can't resume by X amount of time, it's off. Yeah, but there yeah. was definitely less to lose. Like uh, yeah. I think even the Stormers were not keen to go back out there. They were just like, this game is lost. We can't even yeah. go out and try. Like how the fuck? Back. Yeah, how the fuck did the Stormers actually come out in that game? Yeah. But anyway. Like Ben said, they were probably going to get pumped by more if the game didn't get called off. So yeah, it wasn't like, looking I like they were. The Stormers, like, you know, sniffing a turnaround or whatever. Yeah, do you think yeah. they would have eaten 100 if they had to come back on? Probably not. <laughs> because <laughs> they would have had. 30, like 60 minutes. Back. No, but they had fuck yeah. all. I think they would had if they were. They would have had to be forced back onto the field at, like, gunpoint, essentially. Yeah. Like maybe could... maybe they would have got their dream of having a scrum, though, if they'd gone back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were just about to have a scrum. They very first scrum, and yeah. then they got. <laughs> um, but... Maybe that would have changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck like I I was very amused though about the by the ref because the ref was so urgent. Like, guys, guys, get off, get off, boys, come, we've got to get off. There's lightning, come, we've got to evacuate the pitch. And the players were like, and the boy and the players are like just nonchalantly like walking and like looking confused and like heading in the wrong direction and he's like no come guys come 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 we're all gonna die essentially <laughs> life threatening yeah i mean <laughs> it was a bit uh, ridiculous to see like yeah especially after last week yeah so. it, it used to happen at school quite a lot where we we had like a lightning like alarm thing oh, yeah. okay. and then like you had to like evacuate <laughs> And you'd get folks who would yeah. be like, um, you know, like they would still be in the cricket nets or whatever, like just like strolling back or, you know, like not really caring. And then, you know, at the time you'd be like, cool, whatever, cool guy. Like, keep yeah. it up. But now I'm like, who the fuck are these folks? They think they're tougher than lightning? Like, oh, fuck lightning. <laughs> well, one of them is technically yeah. Thor, so he would have been fine. Isn't it like as long as you're not the tallest guy, you know, yes. then <laughs> so, you'll be okay. Like all the scrum offs just the laughing there next to the fucking <laughs> Jason Jenkins and Ruan Nokia. Like, come, come, come. <laughs> do, you think do you think they were panicking? Do you think they actually just bolted off the field? No, they like, they leopard crawled <laughs> off, Ben. You check them, they're on their bellies, like leopard crawling yeah. off the field. I, I hit the ground. Stop, drop, and roll. 
But yeah, no. But yeah. But the one try that the one try that I really enjoyed was the uh, stained one where he made the break with his like little left-footed chip and then passed. I think it was to Nokia to finish it off. Yeah. But it was just like a, such a beautiful little death chip. And then there were still quite a few players, but it was a perfect pass to put the lock straight through. Yeah. No, it was. It was really. I was. Um, so I was sitting. Um, I was watching. Um, I was at my indoors house actually, and my mother-in-law was there like reading a book or something. And I was like, Christine, 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 what, what, watch this, watch this. <laughs> and she gave me the classic, like, like looks at her, and she, mm, that's very nice, dear. And she just <laughs> like, oh, you don't get it, four day stage rolling back for years. Like, come on. <laughs> it, was, it was actually um, really similar to one of Intermark's uh, breaks that he made in the French game. I don't know if you, if just from the highlights, it's also like a little left-footed chip, and he passes to, I think it was to Vakatawa. Like, almost... You know, like a mirror, mirror image of yeah. something they learned in France. There's just about uh, 20 years between them. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe, maybe, George, yeah. maybe the others. Well, <laughs> a fly, there's like a fly half consultant in France just teaching them all the same moves. <laughs> that would be amazing. Is it Lionel, is it Lionel Cunha? Uh, could be. He be like He's the only one who can do that. Flair consultant. That'd be the dream. If he, if he if he was born French, he would be like a hundred cap international. Like him and Alton Yankees would both be like revered in France. <laughs> I don't know because Alton I think would French Alton would have Alton worse would be, hair. For France. French Alton <laughs> would have hair. worse hair than he's got right now. Like he'd somehow have well, French arrogance. I reckon French Alton would be pretty much the same, but with his hair peroxided. <laughs> and then like, like worse. Up, Full on uh, tricolor in his hair. Oh, it's <laughs> that sounds amazing. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh god, we need to. Someone tweet Elton. Maybe we can get him to try it out one weekend for like Bastille Day. Oh, flag in his hair. I reckon maybe Clayton Lumikis could pull it off if he gets selected. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised Michelak never tried it back in his day. Yeah. Really have much hair though. Yeah, not not much to. Yeah, maybe that's why. Because he couldn't be stupid with his hair; he had to be stupid on the field. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, I think anyway. I think we do this episode's run its course without Adam now, and before it becomes a two-hour special on Michelac's hair and various French styles. <laughs> um, let's say goodbye and good night. So, Phil, thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks. Thank you for having me, Matt. That's and okay. Ben. Yeah. And um, Ben, thank you for joining us. No, thanks. Thanks for. How fast the ironing? It's finished. Literally perfect timing. Perfect. Um, it's just the the controversial dress is still in the corner, but everything else is now. No, no, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, I yeah. When it comes to folding the laundry, I suck at t-shirts, so I just filter them all out and throw them to the one side of the couch and fold the rest of the laundry. It's like a t-shirt. T-shirts I say are like bread and butter. It's like fitted fitted sheets. That's the bloody... That's no, but that's a two-man job. That's fine. You can ignore that. That's a two-man person job. No one folds that on their own. That's madness. Oh, I'd, I'd just like put it in like a, a pile sort of. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, any, everyone else, thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys. Um, I don't know. Maybe join us on Facebook or something. Let's see if we can get some more conversations going there instead of like some dude from Malaysia posting about his blog
<laughs> yeah, we've let. I think we've let the Facebook group uh, slip in the last, uh, you know, couple I, of weeks. But I blame. I blame the mods. They, they've really. They've really let the riffraff in. Yeah, <laughs> no, standard no, slip. You do a bit of cull because, like, there are like twelve different people who share their podcasts, and I don't know. And we are not one of them. Yeah, we've stopped <laughs> yeah. sharing our podcast. On <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Cool. Cheers. All right. Cheers, everybody.